Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field. As normal, we'll start out with a crop report. Hearing from our guys up in northeast Will County to the north. They're about two-thirds done with the bean harvest, about a quarter done with corn. Got a ways to go up there yet. But at the present time, they're uh, talking about potential record yields for that area up in there. Um, looking at 205, 210 bushel corn, 65 bushel beans. Uh, some of the strongest yields come out of that area and uh, probably ever if they hold up. So things are going good up there. Over in the Donovan area, they're about uh, 60% finished with both beans and corn. Again, corn yields hanging in there in that 2 220 range, beans between mid-50s and mid-60s. In the Cropsey area, about 80% finished on both corn and beans. Again, beans in that um, mid-60s to low-70s, uh, corn in that 210, 230 range. Down there, uh, Springfield, Winchester area, that's pretty much all wrapped up, about 95% done. Most of the guys are headed to the barn with the equipment. Um, again, some record bean yields out of there. The, of course, these are all April planted beans for the most part, but farm averages over... Um, hundreds of acres in that 75 bushel range so that's pretty great corn yields probably 15 to 20 bushel off the high that we saw in 2014 down there still good corn but not quite ringing the bell like we were uh, in 2014 taswell county the same way about um done with the corn about 90 percent done with beans just need a day or two to finish it up tillage is going heavy over there uh, and again, in that situation, the bean yields, depending on when they're planted and how much of the Mother's Day beans that you have, but they have softened up the uh, in that 55 to 65 bushel range, but corn potentially could equal for a lot of growers over there their 2014 or 2015 harvest uh, uh, over there as well. So good, strong corn yields. Here in the Hayworth area, probably about 70% done with corn, 80% with beans, uh, and uh the corn yields are fair and better as we move into the later May planted stuff. The, the later May planted corn is doing better than the later May planted beans. In general, I would say the thing that we've seen um, mid last week and definitely all through this week is the soybean yields have softened quite a bit. Um, it's a lot harder now to get above 65 bushels, so we're cutting a lot of beans in that 57, 58 bushel range on up to 64, see 61, 62 in the monitor. These beans look like the same 75 bushel beans we were cutting. Um, they're big, they're tall, they're tough cutting, but they just don't have the punch in them that the earlier planted beans. And as I looked at a number of fields this week, <clears throat> it definitely is in bean size. The pods are there. There's not much difference in the pod set and the bean number, but the bean size is small and the test weight is light. And uh, kind of discouraging when, you, when you've been harvesting some mid-70 bushel beans and you get into these 55 to 65 bushel beans, but I think that's going to be the story here to finish out. Uh, the later we planted the beans, I think the, the softer the yields are going to get. I still believe it probably goes back to what, where the bean was uh, as far as R5.5. So we got the pod set, we got the bean set, and all we got to do is go ahead and finish that bean size and where your beans were uh, in that window as far as the weather goes, were they at R5.5 or they at R6, 6.5. I had uh, Thomas pull up the reports and we'll spend a lot of time on it this winter looking at it, but two things that we watch here is the evapotranspiration rate and the amount of solar radiation that we receive. 
June was very high, actually higher than 2012 with evaporation rates and strong uh, solar radiation. It was a great month to grow anything. July came in there, and believe it or not, the evapotranspiration rates in July were still slightly higher in July this year than they were in 2015. And the solar radiation that we received was also higher. Uh, So another good month at, at putting some starch out there for us to harvest. August rolled around, though, and it went the other way on us. The evapotranspiration rate fell. Even though we had more rain in August than we did last year in August, we had lower ET rates due to temperature and humidity, and the solar radiation kind of took a dive compared to 2015. Matter of fact, if I compare it to the 26-year average, 16 days in August were below average as far as solar radiation interception due to all the cloudy weather that we had. And the last 7 to 10 days were all below average. And I think that's the spot that's got us in trouble. I think if we were in that R5, R5.5 range right there and we lost out on a good 10, 12 days of fill because of all that cloudy weather that we had, it led to some of the lighter test weights, smaller beans that we're working with in here itself. And I I think the odds are in our favor for early planted beans uh, most years if we get around the sudden death. And this year I don't think is any different. I think the scenario where uh, the later planted beans just didn't have the punch. Then add in that three weeks of cloudy, dreary weather at the end of August. And I think that caught some corn, but I think it had more, it caught more soybeans in that situation. Now, not again that 55 to 65 bushel beans aren't good beans, but when you were seeing 70 bushel bean come out of the same neighborhood, it's a little bit frustrating from that part. So now as we move into this time of the year, the weather starts to get more and more iffier. And for some areas, we got quite a bit of beans to cut and they're cutting slow. I'm going to tell you we have to start thinking about cutting beans by the hour. I know it really is frustrating to uh, wake up and you can't go in the morning till you know almost noon, and then you may already be getting tough by four or five o'clock, and uh, you want to just wait it out. And you got corn waiting to be harvested while you're waiting on the beans itself. We're kind of at that time of year where you want to count every hour of bean harvest you can get. So if you got a lot of corn left, I'm going to tell you cut corn in the morning and transfer out to beans uh, when you can through the day and then back to corn at night so we don't wait for the beans and end up getting the corn in trouble or vice versa. Now, it could be a lot worse. Think about when your your dad or your grandfather had to switch from corn to beans. That was a half-a-day job. Today, with the technology we got and setting these combines and swapping heads, a lot of times you guys can make that move in an hour. So a situation where I think we have to start thinking about that as we finish up the bean harvest itself. It was a busy, busy week on the plot side. We cranked a lot of data from all different corners, and we'll, we'll be piling that into the winter meetings itself. Had a few calls just teasing around the corners as far as when uh, we'll be thinking about anhydrous ammonia. And definitely you guys know uh, to be paying attention to soil temperatures. Soil temperatures today are over 60 degrees. If this thing doesn't slow down much, we're probably looking at November before we get 50 degree temperatures. But please, please don't go out there and start putting anhydrous on on this warm soil and then we have to defend ourselves. So let's let's uh, make sure that we maybe even keep an eye on our neighbors in that case. Let's not be doing anything stupid out here that's going to give us problems that we have to deal with next spring. So. With that, keep calling in your calls on the fields you get harvested so we can stay right with you. We get this uh, crop put in the, in the tank itself. Keep her moving. Keep her safe.